Hello everyone, welcome to episode four of the Belly Mediocre podcast. I'm here with my co-host Dylan. Hello Eleanor. And I'm Eleanor Foster. Last week on Instagram, I asked you all the question, what would you like the topic of our next podcast to be? And you answered. Did they? They did. Incredible. They did in fact answer. And today we're going to run through our answers to your questions. First up, we have uh, the topic of the type of TV shows you watched during kindergarten to primary school. What type of TV shows did you watch kindergarten to primary school? Okay, I will be honest. (laughs) I have kind of a weird background in like (laughs) um, TV shows, movies and things that I watched as a child. I am aware. Yeah. I I think our audience would be interested. Yeah. So in kindy, I used to um, be picked up by my grandma and grandpa, taken to their place for a couple hours. And um, they had only cassette tapes (laughs) and um, like a TV that could only play cassette tapes. Um, So Wait, cassette or VCR? What um, is the difference? Cassette is like the tiny ones that you... Oh, okay. Music. Yeah, sorry. I don't think <laughs> this it's, is, uh... it's really showing our age. <laughs> um, yeah, so VCR tapes even. Um, and there was only 50s musicals <laughs> and like really old movies <laughs> recorded on them. Uh, so, yeah, I grew up with um, some 50s musicals and watching Winx Club on... Um, what is Winx Club? You don't know what I'm Winx Club is? I'm not aware of what Winx Club is. Winx Club is this sh- TV show about, like, fairies. My favourite was... What's her name? Um, oh, my sister's going to kill me for this. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, Bloom. My favourite was Bloom, obviously. Bloom the fairy from Winx yeah, Club. Yeah, because she was the main character. She was a boss. She had, like, um, she had like red hair and her power was, like, I don't know, Dragon Power or something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but it was the best show of all time. What, and it was really exciting. What was the exciting. plot of this show in, in a few words? So Bloom I'm is intrigued. a human. Yeah. Or is she? Whoa. She is actually a fairy. Oh, my God. I never <laughs> could have seen did that she coming. Know. Yeah. And she gets taken to, like, Fairyland School. School of... It's basically Hogwarts, but, like, for fairies. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and she gets taught how to use her powers... And she goes up against, like, the witch school. (laughs) What's wrong with the witches? The witches are not nice people because Mm -hmm. they're out to steal Bloom's power because she's so powerful. And, um, yeah, basically she has to fight them off the whole time. (laughs) Along with her gang of um, fun gals who, well, fun fairies (laughs) who help her out all the time. They also have cool powers and stuff. But, yeah. Real good show, real good show. I'll, I'll watch it sometime. Yeah. What's your um, fave TV I've, show? I've been re-watching recently a classic mm-hmm. uh, that I saw when I was younger, uh, Merlin. <gasps> yes. I'm sure our audience is probably familiar with it. First episode of Merlin was, like, scarring to me, though. <laughs> I watched happened? it when I was really young. Um, there's, like, this really, like, scary-looking witch lady. I do remember She's that, She's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, my god! Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, and um, she, like, tries to murder Arthur, and she's like, an eye for an eye. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, because Uther killed her magical yeah. child. Cause he As I've been re-watching it, I really hate Uther, like, much oh, more yeah. than I do. Like, you're, like, you're supposed to dislike him. Yeah. But at the same time, you still have characters, like, saving his life, and it's like, no, just 
let well, I guess him he die. is like the king, but he's he literally he commits genocide in the garbage. <laughs> like, let him die, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not a huge Uther fan, to be honest. Not Uther stands on yeah, this podcast. No Uther stands. Uh, please here. send us a message on Instagram <laughs> at barely mediocre podcast or on Twitter at barely underscore mediocre. If you are an Uther stan, <laughs> and. We will uh, have a pleasant disagreement <laughs> <laughs> about whether or not you should like Uther. Talking about shows that scarred me as a child, <laughs> Doctor Who is oh, a classic. Yeah, because the um, Weeping Angels episode. That was bad. I yep. The one in the library particularly scared me. Was oh, yeah, with the shadows. They had like the shadows, shadows that, that eat you. Yeah, <laughs> ate you. Which, <laughs> saying it like that. No, that's scary shadows. Scary, but I no. totally understand. It's... It's really freaky when you're like, I don't know, 10, 12 and watching this show. It fucked me up. Who was your favorite doctor? That's a good question. That we're going to get a lot of hate on this one because everyone has a different answer. Yeah. Um, I still think David Tennant. David Tennant, of course. It? But um, I, think, I think Peter Capaldi was also really good. You did? I did. I liked him. I didn't like him. I, uh, you, you love Peter Capaldi. I do though. like Peter Capaldi. Yeah. My problem, I think... When he was bad, it was generally the writing and not so much the acting. Fair. Like, he was a good actor. And I, yeah, I do think he was a good doctor. But, um, I don't know, the the Rose, Tyler and um, Doctor Who fantasy is just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just too beautiful. <laughs> I love them. And, like, when they did that, like, werewolf episode, that's my favourite episode of, Which of is all time. Which the werewolf episode? Oh, it's when they find out that, like, um... Queen Elizabeth I or something like that is a werewolf. <laughs> Actually, no, they go up against a werewolf, but then, like, she gets bitten. Oh, so she becomes a werewolf. Yeah. You know how... Yeah, Ashley. So... Oh, well, no, she doesn't become a werewolf, but, like, uh, the point is they're up against a werewolf. Okay. And trying to protect the queen, but she does get bitten and just doesn't tell anyone. Oh, so she's like the person at a zombie movie who gets bitten. And yeah, but we um, and then it's just like a cliffhanger of whether <laughs> whether so she terrorizes England as a t- werewolf or not. Theoretically, the current royal family could be werewolves. Yeah, that's that was kind of um, oh, that was the, the little, implication. Yeah, the little implication at the end of the show, nice. like oh, could be out there. <laughs> Please send us a uh, uh, message uh, on Twitter or Instagram if who you think is a werewolf. And tell us your favourite Doctor Who is and why. And we'll have another pleasant Pleasant disagreement. disagreement. (laughs) It's the term of the day. Um, Just to finish off this topic, I was a big fan of like ABC3 and... um, for the, for our American listeners, um, do we have? We American do have listeners? American listeners. Oh, Shout do. out to our American listeners. Do we know how many? Um, about six <laughs> percent. Which is like two. Like two. <laughs> to our two um, North American <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Oh, there's um, also one in Canada who oh, I know. Nice. I personally know. Um. So, yeah. So ABC Three was um sort of, it was real really like the um core of many of our current demographics heart because mm. yeah everyone knows abc3 everyone knows in australia ABC3. we love them we grew up with them and um 
they hosted a lot of like TV shows on their platform. Do you remember they had um between like the actual TV shows they had the hosts where they do like skits yes. and they were incredibly they were awful, bad. But I loved oh, them. God awful. <laughs> because I was at the perfect age to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks, Amber. Amber, whatever any other names. <laughs> but yeah, they um, had, I remember they just had a their shtick. The way they made sure you knew it was funny by was by constantly playing like sound effects even when there wasn't even a punchline they just play one of those to accentuate yeah. it yeah it was good times was I, I loved it mm. i was enthralled um but yeah uh, one of my favorite abc3 shows were like the ones um that involved cats because i'm a big i'm a huge fan of cats so kid versus cat do you remember that i show? do remember that show yeah kid versus cat was one of my faves there was also old tom <laughs> <laughs> that was good <laughs> Do you remember old yeah, Tom? Yeah, did you ever read like, the books? I didn't, no. Oh, my I grandmother read the them show, to me when yeah, I was younger. It was about this, like, mangy orange cat who sort of um, just... Commits crimes. It was so good, and he was, was so, classic. like, feral and disgusting. <laughs> and no one really liked him except his owner, and she was just like, oh, old Tom. <laughs> That's a perfect imitation. <laughs> yeah, I watched a lot oh. of old Tom. I can imitate anyone in that show. <laughs> I, I definitely relate to old Tom. <laughs> yeah. That, anyway, was, that I, was one of my I got to say, personally, I wasn't a big fan of Kid vs. Cat. Really? I, I always just wanted to end so I could watch whatever was on next. I was always really curious because the whole plot was that um, this cat that uh, um, this kid had in his family... The like evil and also really smart? Was evil and an alien from oh, outer space. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Did I say out of space? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose that works. <laughs> but yeah, um, this kid and this cat just freaking hate each other. <laughs> and they just fight each other. Yeah, all the time. And like, he always had to stop the cat this, from like ending this the This reminds me something. of a show, I don't even know what it was called. It was much older. I saw it when I was much younger. Mm -hmm. Like, way before even Kid vs. Cat was on. Yeah. It was a show about, it was a cartoon about this kid and his goldfish is an evil mastermind. <gasps> My goldfish is evil. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I used to play like um this game on the laptop that was like um yeah, it was called My Goldfish. It was it was, it was it from was, the show, and oh, it was, it was like having to um, save the world from his evil goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> My God, people think I up just, some great I stuff. I just remember that. Yeah, who made that show? I have no idea. Anyway, um, moving on to our know. next topic that you guys suggested. We've got one here that says, you've done really well. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, <laughs> I mean, yes, you're right. Of course. Uh, maybe a historical one, like favourite and least favourite events. Dylan, you're you know, a history buff on this podcast. The problem with this one is that I spend an inordinate amount of time learning about history. It's too broad a topic for me. Mm. Um, so I think maybe you should start first off and I will, I'll take inspiration from that. Okay. Okay. Well, st um, controversial, uh, controversial least favorite. I would say World War One because I, yeah, most people would agree that World War One was, was bad. Not, was yeah. bad. I just think it was a very disappointing show. A disappointing <laughs> show. I can't believe World War One happened. But Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, what's your least favorite historical event? Least, once again, are we talking to like study or that it happened? Um, I would say either. Just whatever you think of and go like, eh. Uh, the boring. Reagan presidency. <laughs> <laughs> Fans of this show know that I hate Ronald Reagan. Yeah. 
Well, fair enough. That's that's your personal. Um, personal. <laughs> got some some aversion to. You got some beef with Ronald Reagan. Beef. We're bringing back Dylan's beef with Ronald Reagan. Yeah, fair enough. If um, anyone in this uh, listening to this podcast knows Ronald Reagan, uh, please set me up for a fight <laughs> with him. Isn't he dead? <laughs> yes, but <laughs> okay. I don't know, maybe Just I can find his ancestors or something. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, ancestors, descendants. No, nah, what did they ever do? They, they yeah, that's not really Don't blame fault. the children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you think of a favorite historical event? Favorite? There's so many. Is the problem? I I think once again you should start. I will take my inspiration. Okay. From you. So my favorite historical event. I just found it like really entertaining. Oh yeah, I never get going um, with this. <laughs> so most of you might know about Mao Zedong. I would assume they've yes. at least heard of him. Chairman Mao. He was leader of China for a good while. Yep. But in 1968, I believe Pakistan gift or like the foreign minister of Pakistan or yeah. something, gifted uh, a whole bunch of mangoes to uh, Chairman Mao. And so that's a pretty innocuous start. They just gave him some nice mangoes. Yeah, right? he'll, well, <laughs> I haven't researched this very well, but I assume they're like, hey, man, just have, some <laughs> yeah, mangoes. have some mangoes. And he was like, yeah, chilled, nice. thank you. Um, and he had sent off some workers recently to go and do his work somewhere um, again, haven't really researched this very <laughs> well. I think it was something like 10,000 workers uh, he sent to like a university to um, kind of stop them from revolting or something. Mm-hmm. And he gifted these workers with these um, lovely mangoes from Pakistan. From Pakistan, lovely. Yeah, and the workers, as soon as they received them, they'd never seen mangoes before. Really? Yeah, they'd never seen mangoes oh. before. Um, and this was like an amazing gift to them. <laughs> it was uh, mind-blowing. In fact, here is some quotes from, like, a poem from the period. <laughs> um, this is a poem. Yeah. Okay. Seeing that golden mango was as if seeing the great leader, Chairman Mao, standing before that golden mango <laughs> was just like standing beside Chairman Mao, again and again touching that golden mango. <laughs> The golden mango was so warm. <laughs> <laughs> again and again, smelling oh the mango. <laughs> <laughs> that golden mango was so fragrant. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> um, I know. So, yeah, that was that's mango fever. And I that's know, one um, of my favorite historical yeah, so events. It, I know it became like a, like a cultural phenomenon in China, didn't it? It was like... Oh, massive yeah, it deal. was it was really important um and it yeah it was part of Mao's cultural revolution like it became a symbol of his leadership his power his um magnificent magnificence yeah, no. <laughs> I ruined that word um yeah I wonder how many words I've messed up <laughs> on this podcast so far. I don't think anyone's going to care <laughs> Yeah don't judge if me If you do um please uh Send us a message, uh, Twitter or Instagram, telling us how many words we've messed <laughs> up. Yeah, please do count because it, actually, no, it'd be too many. No. <laughs> um, but it, this also brought like it was um, quite strictly like uh, it was quite a strict rule to respect the mango in China. <laughs> <laughs> because, Excuse me, I'm going to um, need you to respect the mango. Yeah, a bit of a sad story here relating to mango fever. Um, a village dentist 
um, was publicly humiliated, then executed oh my God. after comparing a touring mango that was touring the country. They had the mangoes touring. Yeah, they had it touring the country. <laughs> um, uh, he compared the touring mango to a sweet potato, clearly an inferior <laughs> a, a vegetable, not even a f- beautiful not fruit. Not even a fruit. Uh, yeah, so... Poor man. He got executed <laughs> he got for executed. that. Oh my God. The poor guy. But yeah, it like fizzled out after a couple, like 18 months or so. It's still a year and a half of mango. Oh yeah. <laughs> of mango worship. Of mango fever, baby. <laughs> the cult of the mango. I know, right? Can you think of a favorite historical event to compare to mango fever? It's going to pale uh, in comparison to that. Obviously. Yeah. Um, this is just one that comes to mind. I can't. I'm not necessarily sure this is true. Mm-hmm. It's probably apocryphal, but it is also very funny. So that makes it okay. Okay. The story goes there was this philosopher in ancient Greece. There were many of those. There were a lot of those. <laughs> this guy was uh, particularly wacky. Intriguing. Was Diogenes. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of him? No, I haven't. Basically, Diogenes. Diogenes. Okay. Um, whereas you have all these other philosophers sort of, you know, very, have this image of them as very, you know, very smart coming up with all this stuff. This guy, mm-hmm. he lived on the street in a barrel. He <laughs> regularly um, urinated and masturbated in public. No. <laughs> yeah. There's all these, I think he only owned one possession, the story goes, which was a wooden cup uh, for drinking water until he saw a child drinking water out of a puddle with his hands, at which point he went, well, I don't need this then, and threw his cup away. <laughs> He didn't even give it to the kid. He just threw it away. I know. Oh my gosh. Uh, What a man. Yeah, what a man. So this, uh, and he is respected as a philosopher, I should, well, to some extent. Um, This random homeless person. Homeless guy. I mean, he did, he's got a, he's got a couple of good stories. Uh, The famous one is that another contemporary philosopher defined uh, human beings as a featherless biped. What does that mean? So a featherless creature that walks on two legs. Uh-huh. Anyway, later Good on, this, <laughs> this guy is lecturing in some place. Yeah. And Diogenes basically kicks down the, uh, the fucking door. He's got a chicken that he, like a living chicken that he pulled all the feathers off. And he shouts, behold a man. <laughs> uh, there's another one that says, uh, Alexander the Great came to this city to because he was a fan of this guy he'd heard of him yeah and he was like he came up to diogenes who was just sitting on the ground presumably pissing in public (laughs) i don't know (laughs) he says diogenes my man Mm -hmm. i'm I'm a huge fan of you also i'm the king so name anything and i'll give it to you anything you want and diogenes is like all right then move to the side you're blocking my sunlight Damn. I know. What a flex. What a flex. That is amazing. Yeah. That so the moral here is that I think, what the fuck were the ancient Greeks doing, man? Yeah. Like, they, they let this random homeless guy who just shit on the street and stuff, <laughs> he's a respected philosopher? I think that's fair enough. I think that you can find wisdom anywhere, Dylan. That's like true. in this podcast. Well, you can find wisdom in this podcast. Yeah. Our next topic uh, we have one here suggesting we talk about fears slash phobias. Okay. Number one fear would have to be fear of death. Just fear in of terms death. of how many people fear it, right? Yeah. You would think? Too many. Stop fearing death. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just <No>. die, cowards. <laughs> no, but I don't think you should fear death. It's all right. 
It's okay. You don't think so? I fear death. Oh, dear. Fucking pussy. No, I just don't think you, you need to. It's like, it comes to everyone. It's that, chill. That's the problem, though. It's like, I don't want to die. Yeah, I like being alive. It's like, it's just, see you later, world. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> anyway, what is your personal biggest fear? I don't like spiders very much. Fair enough. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know if it's to the extent of like having a arachnophobia, hmm. but I... Probably not. Like that could be pretty intense. Yeah. I, I have had like a sort of a panic attack about a spider oh. once. It Yikes. was like in the car and I just didn't know where it was. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, where is this Spider-Man? But um, yeah, like mum had to get a huntsman out of my room the other day because oh. I couldn't get it out myself. It was like, mum, <laughs> get it out. <laughs> I've never really been scared of spiders. Really? I, I mean, like if there's a massive spider right, like, I don't know, attacking me or anything. I yeah. Just stick a cup on it, chuck it outside. Uh, I just can't deal. Like, they're just not my fave. Oh, fair enough. I also don't like, I probably dislike cockroaches more. More. Like, they're not fun. They're a bit gross. Like, what do you do? Like, you see... I've never really had a problem with them. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, not in the sense that, like, I like them, but I'll see it and I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. I think, like, the symbolism behind a cockroach is, like, something I don't like. What is the deep symbolism behind a cockroach? I feel like it's uh, filth. Filthiness. Okay. I mean, a bit harsh on the cockroach, isn't it? They're just living their life and you're calling it filthy. Well, they stem from filth. Jesus. (laughs) They're the creatures of filth, Dylan. I hate them. <laughs> Look, you say that now, but they're going to be the ones who are alive after the nuclear holocaust. Or yeah, something. it's say so they can survive. They're going to repopulate the earth. Oh God! Imagine an earth <laughs> no. ruled by sentient cockroaches. No. Imagine if we treated humans like we treated cockroaches. Like I you do. see a little bit of a human, you're like, ah! I do treat. If Gross. I see another human in my house, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> whack them, slap them with a book. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, um. So yeah, spiders, bugs. Yeah, can't deal. those are all fair. I have. I wouldn't call it a phobia, but I do have a fear of um confined spaces, basically. Oh really? Like uh, you're a what's what are the um claustrophobe? Cla- I wouldn't say cla- like it's not a phobia to that oh, extent. Yeah, yeah. But, well, especially being unable to move really freaks me out. Yeah. Like if I'm stuck in a position where I can't move, I actually really quickly start to freak out. Damn. That ain't good. Not good. Sis. <laughs> Sis. <laughs> anyway, moving on to our last topic, because we're definitely going over time here. We have one suggesting that we talk about music affecting personality. Are we assuming music does affect personality, or are we going with music affects your personality, or has affected it? Um, I think it affects my mood, and I think my personality... Oh, I don't know. Like, I think my personality's been sort of kind of shaped by what music I listened to when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think if you listen to quite a broad, like if you, if you listen to sort of a broad number of topics of music when you're little, I think you're going to be like. Be a better person. Mm, Smarter, s- more attractive, <laughs> more intelligent. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I think you are going to be like at least more worldly and more appreciative of different things. Yeah, I suppose you don't just want to listen to like classical, yeah, uh, 
jazz or something. I don't hey, know. I love classical jazz. I don't have anything against classical, classical jazz. jazz, but surely you wouldn't want to listen to it all the time. Yeah, I guess not. So I learnt piano when I was when I was younger. Mm. So I was surrounded by a lot of um, classical and like Ode Joy oh. <laughs> and all that sort of thing. Um, I, I appreciate it, I think. And you think like, that I didn't has like it, but... <laughs> 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 I didn't like it, but like I appreciate sucked, but how it has made me uh, more knowledgeable about classical. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And you think that has ultimately shaped your personality? Yeah, because, like, I can appreciate sort of the... Um, I can appreciate a lot of different kinds of music, I guess. Like, yeah. I like dabbling in opera, I dabble. rap. Like, not personally, like, I don't perform in opera <laughs> rap. <laughs> Could you do both? Operatic rap. Operatic rap. I was going to say rap but operatic rap is better. Or, no, I op can't. Op-rap. <laughs> Link us some uh, op-rap op if you know of any, <laughs> and we'll give it a listen and review it in the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, what about yours? Is your personality um, affected? Well, I wonder personally, uh, what is more, does your personality more shape your music taste or does your music taste more shape your personality? Mm. That's the question. You're I mean, being a philosopher over there ooh, is your name. An whatever intellectual. That man was. Diogenes over <laughs> here. Is your name Di Diogenes? You know, start pissing. Please <laughs> 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 No, I, but I, I mean... To an extent, my music taste has shaped my personality, but I personally feel it's the other way around, right? The type of music I listen to has been much more influenced by me as an individual rather than the other way around. Mm. Why? <sighs> Good question. I couldn't say. I. So you're into... What, what music are you into? I mean, just like a lot of people, it's pretty eclectic, but I'd say mostly like 70s, 80s pop and rock, pop basically. Rock, yeah. That's fair. I like pop, a good... rock, pop rock, rock pop. Pop rocks. Pop rocks. <laughs> so, yeah, you're into 70s, 80s. Pop rock. Pop rock. Um, but you're, you're not a 70s, 80s pop rock man, though. You're not from that <laughs> era. <laughs> but uh, would you say, like, your style, how you dress, how you act has been affected by that? Or would you say that the way you want to dress and act and I stuff mean, affects how you want to listen to. <laughs> to an extent, it has shaped that. Well, you're currently wearing a beautiful a leather, leather jacket. jacket and, and like, nice. I associate leather jackets with like 70s, 80s. It's not more like 50. I associate it with the 50s. Oh, do you? Like, sort oh, yeah. of like greases and like, like um, Elvis and stuff. Like the outsiders, like Pony Boy. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pony Boy. Yeah. I think we can agree we're undecided on where we stand with Pers okay. music affecting yeah. personality. But one last thing I'd like to ask about this topic. Mm -hmm. What, uh, at least at the moment, is the most emotionally affecting piece of music? Lana Del Rey. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Fair if enough. I'm listening to Lana Del Rey, like, in the shower when it's, like, <laughs> like 2 a.m. in the morning. Why are you having showers at 2 a.m.? I don't know. <laughs> just if I was. Theoretically. Sometimes, do. sometimes, you know, you just... You just feel like a shower at 2 a.m. Yeah, I suppose it happens. <laughs> but yeah, Lana Del Rey, mm. hands down, because I think she is very emotional. She she makes me want to, like, sort of walk on the beach at, like, twilight. <laughs> 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 Going, it's you, it's you, it's all for you. Sorry, yeah. guys. 
someone asked for more singing, so that's all you get. <laughs> that's what you get. It's yeah. That. I personally, I'm not sure if this is embarrassing or not, mm-hmm. have recently been listening to the soundtrack to a indie video game that I played recently. Oh my god! But the game itself, to me, was very emotionally affecting, and the music is also really nice. So whenever I mm-hmm. hear the music, I just get crippling melancholy, essentially. <laughs> Like you feel genuinely sad. Yeah, it's not quite sad. It's it's hard it's to very describe. Intense emotional state. It's a it's almost like intense nostalgia. Yeah. In the sense that I I'm thinking back to to something. It's a sense of happiness, but it's a sense of sadness that it's gone. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I understand. Like when I dabble back into fifties musicals, I'm thrown <laughs> back into my childhood. Mm. And I'm like, damn. If only everything was as easy as this 50s musical. (laughs) If only everything was like the 50s, but life was definitely good. Oh, man. Anyway, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. Thank you all for listening to episode four of the Belly Mediocre Podcast. Thanks for coming out, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Belly Mediocre Podcast or on Twitter at Belly underscore Mediocre. Thanks for joining us and goodbye.